This works. Hey guys, here we are back at it for another episode of the Brew Chat Podcast, episode 224. We've got Ian Sharp, Scott Samuels, Jared's back. Well, he was back for the last one. Oh, I'm dying. Uh, but yeah, this is our first official show, even though our Star Wars show was recorded. Was our Star Wars show recorded before 2020? It was after. It was after. Either way, this is our first official show of 2020. And better late than never, we're going to be doing a 2019 sort of 20 teen retrospective tonight. But before we get into that, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits. Every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they've got a tasting going on, four to six. And uh, yeah, like usual, it's usually toss-up on Thursday, Friday, growler promo, Saturday, wine promo, and that's four to six, right there on Manufacturers Road, right off uh, the interstate right there. And then on January 25th, I'm going to be doing a photo showcase down at Barley at seven o'clock. Make sure you come to that. Show me that you give a shit. Give me those accolades. And uh, then Bruce Guys is coming up. Tickets should be going on sale soon. God, this hype beat is loud. And uh, tickets for Bruce Guys will be going on soon. Make sure you get those. And then I think Don's going to be coming on here next week at some point. Because there's a bunch of questions people have had because it's at Miller Plaza. They're asking you to bring a different amount of beer this year. All that good stuff. So hopefully we'll answer those questions. And if there are any questions, shoot them to me and I'll be sure to ask her. And then Chattabruga tickets are going to go on sale soon. So make sure you do that. Put in Brew Chat in the coupon codes. That'll help us out a little bit. And then find us on the Hopped Up Network at thehoppedupnetwork.com. And then at brewchat.com. And that's Brew Chat on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. Follow us, like us, download us, all that. Share us around. Do it. Uh, yeah, so let's get into this. This is episode 224 of the Brew Chat Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. It just fades out for us right there. I forgot I added that Very in. Very nice. That is nice. So for the record, I believe we did record the Star Wars episode before the new year. Because it was okay. the Saturday after I got back from vacation, Christmas vacation. Yeah, you're right. So it was like, right. the, it's like the 28th. So yeah, this is our first official episode of 2020 mm-hmm. in the new decade. So that's exciting. Yeah. Cheers. I'll drink mm. to that. I'll drink to that. Yeah. yeah there we go. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to the water. So, uh, yeah. Always necessary. So, yeah, I wanted to get together, even though this is kind of late. We mm. try to do this before the new year, obviously. Oh, that nose is delightful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the beer before I get into talking about that shit. But, oh, yeah, I started with this one because this one was the wild card for the night. I know those two are delicious. I'm willing to bet this one's delicious. But I didn't know about this one. This is Four Hands Brewing, St. Louis, Missouri. This is the peanut butter jelly milk stout. Yeah. Called the yeah. absence of light. The, the jelly really comes through. It yeah, really as does. that's always been an Ooh, issue. The jelly. For, no, that's always been an issue with like peanut butter and jelly beers. Like it takes like the jelly always circumvents the peanut butter. I'm not getting a whole lot of peanut butter as yet. You know, I, I was surprised when you said peanut butter. I was like, I, I thought it was gonna be like a chocolate cherry or raspberry yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I get Ooh. raspberry. 
I like that. Dude, it works the same way on sandwiches, I find, too. Like, if I'm making no, a PBJ no, and I mean, you're doing, you're doing it all I have wrong. To, I have to put twice as much peanut butter. You're doing it all no. wrong, my friend. You want to know a, a secret you a crunchy that, man? that you I figured a out man. recently? Depends on my mood. Smooth. I figured out, and this is not related to anything, but I just want to well, get this out into the world. We'll get to that. I don't have honey, uh, but I do have a bunch of agave, and I, put, I made a peanut butter and agave sandwich. Ooh. Mm. Heaven. All right. Yeah. Heaven. I'm mm. telling you guys, try it. So, as far as a peanut butter is concerned... I like crunchy peanut butter, but smooth is way easier as far as spreading it goes. Because if you're trying to spread crunchy peanut butter, yeah, it like tears up the bread it. and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't spread crunchy peanut butter. You eat it straight out of the can like a goddamn adult. <laughs> the way God intended. Well, the way God intended. With a spoon. You got to toast that bread, but instead of bread, you use waffles. Have you ever made a grilled okay. cheese PBJ? I have not. Yes. Not with cheese, but just yeah, made the way uh, you made Ian, it. Yes. Ian, you might, uh, you might know it uh, by a different name. Adult onset diabetes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like heaven. Yeah, probably. That, the real talk, those, those sound amazing. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm not getting a whole lot of peanut butter. Uh, the oh, jelly is more. kicking through a ton. This beer is adult onset diabetes. No, to Ian's point, I thought it was going to be like a chocolate raspberry sour of some kind. Like there was, there's a little bit more going on, but the raspberry or jelly is is at the center. Yeah, it's definitely a raspberry jelly. Right there, yeah, yeah, because like uh, that's what I get off the nose. Some kind of red berry for sure. It's not a grape. No, it is not, but it is tasty. Yeah, okay. I don't, I'm not hating this. Damn. I, this is something I would drink. This, this is, was my questionable one. So the fact that this was delicious, oop, I'm very oop, happy I about. just got a little bit of peanut butter. Peanut butter plus jelly is a fresh take on our Absence of Light Milk Stout. New, new variation brewed with the same peanut butter and chocolate as the original, but now includes a huge dose of raspberry. I imagine the peanut butter comes out a little bit more as it's warmed up. Probably. Like if this was at room temperature, because that is a stout, yes. It, well, it's a milk yeah. stout, so you yeah. could have it. You could have it really either way, I guess. But um, the mouth feels really, really good too. That was a very good use of lactose. That's good. You can smell a little bit of the peanut butter, but I don't get. I'm getting a little bit on the back end now, just a smidge, like not a whole lot. Like it builds up. Like it, it's lingering on the tongue. That's, that, that's where it's coming in. That tends to be common with the peanut butter stouts that I have, too. It always get feel way more stout than peanut yeah. butter. There's like, yeah. It's like mild, but it's not like it's never like mm-hmm. an overpowering peanut butter flavor. I've had literally two beers that actually like taste like peanut butter. One was the Westbrook Peanut Butter Shake IPA. And that's only because like when I finished that, there was peanut butter on like at the bottom of the oh. can. Like it was really tasty. And then there was a, oh God, uh, Gunner's Daughter. Like if you guys can ever get your hands on mm. Gunner's Daughter, that is the best peanut butter beer i've ever had mm. it is it is everything you want it to be but uh this is like yeah i'm not getting a whole lot of peanut butter but this is really really solid i could drink this and get into a lot of trouble this what, is seven and a half percent okay I could drink eight and a half seven and a half seven, seven and a half, half. that's okay. that's still pretty smooth mm-hmm. for seven very nice the very raspberry nice. i wish it was a different type of jelly okay. i wish they Do used you? like yeah i don't dip. too much raspberry is is a bit much for me Got to take a little bit of sugar right there. I don't know. I don't know why. Could do like strawberry jelly, grape jelly. Uh, I find I find raspberry is like probably like as far as like a beer adjunct is probably one of the easiest ones to use because it's very t- like the tartness of it like really circuit like goes in context with a lot of like the bitterness of the beer. Yeah. In itself, beer is 
a lot of beers are intrinsically very bitter. So like the sweetness and the bitterness kind of mm. even out by the raspberry, it's it's there. Like, it works. It works a lot in a lot of different ways. Like that's why you see a ton of raspberry gozes in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, one of my favorite gozes from last year was Super Eight, and uh, it had like four different berries. But uh, raspberry was very prominent. So, like, I feel like raspberry just kind of, like, takes over any beer it's kind of in. I love being yeah, on this show. This is so cool. Just keep <laughs> throwing beer at me. Yeah, no, I decided to pull this one real quick, and we're just going to do a J-turn here. Oh, here we go. All right, rock and roll. What is this? Uh, this is one Jared brought back from the land of Mary. That's right. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, the what is it, Hysteria. I have not been to these breweries. I think it's so Hysteria. I, it's written kind of weird. Hysteria is, um, Brewing Company. Take my yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, hysteria. Well, yeah, you do the honor here. Oh, I drink okay, all right. right. So this is the flippy floppy season. Say Saison? Nope, it says season. Flippy floppy season. Looks like it's a, a German pilsner. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. It's got a picture of a that presumably a, a German and some flippy floppies laying on the lawn, a freshly yeah. cut lawn. I was about to say, this is a good, like, Saturday afternoon beer. Yeah. It's very light. Mm-hmm. That is a lawn very. mowing beer, if ever I've had one. This is from Columbia, Maryland, which is where our friend from Saudi grew up. Uh, drink fresh, store cold. We have some government warning. Very, like, very crisp, very dry. I really dig that. 4.7%. Uh, certified Independent Craft Brewers Association. Artwork by Edmund with an exclamation point. EdmundDesign.com. Just kind of a neat little, here we go. Nah, yeah, that is, uh, like, and, like, let me just, like, that, uh, that artwork's pretty quirky. I like it. Maybe floppy season. Uh, what kind of hops did they use, does it say? It does not say. Cause it tastes kind of like a, like a noble hop, maybe like pearl or well, not pearl. Pearl's not a noble hop, but uh, like some Hallertau in there. If it's a German style pilsner, it probably mm-hmm. does make use of those. But I mean, it's it's very crisp. It, it's very earthy. It's got an earthy tone to it. Yeah, it's uh, a little I, sweet too, like hay or grass or like grass seed. Yeah, it's. It's not a bad thing. That is definitely a good, like, that is a hot weather beer. I wish we could, right. like, like, that is really nice. I yeah. feel like uh, it'd be, you know, like, you're wearing your white undershirt, your button-up short sleeve open, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On that riding lawnmower, looking at Carol. Got a oh, nice... Carol. It's it's not too hot. You, you know, got a nice you know, layer of, of sweat that's keeping you kind of cool and making it kind of nice, but it's a little warm, a little warmer than you'd like, probably. Yeah. Not Not the beer, the weather. You get a breeze um, every now and then. I'm just now. putting myself in the situation, um, but yeah, this is this is good. This is something I would drink. Absolutely, yeah. I think it may be, just slightly be a little chlorophenol-y. I think it might. I don't know the date on there. It tastes yeah, like it could it might be, a, be little a little past, but should make sense because I was sitting there. I was like, why is why are they bringing a lawnmower beer in Maryland right now? So, I mean, you know, lager beers are popular like any time of year, especially like in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, for the craft beer connoisseurs such as us, like, oh, it's cold outside. We can enjoy dark beer. Yeah. Yes. But mm-hmm. now it's like a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll take me a lager beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Canada. Canada's cold as hell. They love mm-hmm. lagers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go to the beer store, get some beers, get some brews. Eh? No, uh, it's not, it doesn't have a date. I'm not saying, wait a minute. Not as weird as that on top. 
Yeah, no, it's just a recycle thing. I thought it. I thought it actually had a date. Oh uh, mm. no. Mm. I think we should try another one of these that you brought. Okay. Since that was just a twelve ounce. Yeah, they're all just twelve ounces. Yeah. Would you uh, twelve ounces grab that between four people? Works four out pack right. out of there, Ian. Or that sixer, yeah. I have a little bit more. While he's doing that, just some quick rundowns of some stuff that happened this past year in 2019 that's beer-related is uh, saw Mill Creek open and then close. Or I guess uh, close and then reopen, which that just happened here this past fall. Mill Creek is in Nashville. Uh, Ballast Point continues to just dive down the hole. Mm-hmm. We uh, saw there was the corn traversy. <laughs> the corn traversy, and we'll see. I'm excited to go into this Super Bowl. I don't give a shit about sports ball, but I'm excited to go into it to see what jabs the corn traversy brings out. That's true. It's yeah. still between ongoing. Miller and and Bud Light. Uh, there was that big Stone Brewing lawsuit uh-huh. between Stone Brewing and Keystone. Was it Keystone or it, it was? Uh, See who made that that key it wasn't Keystone, I don't think, but whoever it was, y'all know what I'm talking about. We've talked about it on here before. Stone Brewing got mad at a uh or I think it was the other way, a big brewery basically beat out stone, whatever it is. We've talked about it on here before and I'm tired of talking about it. It's just something I thought of. Um see what else was it? It also made me start to wonder this was the first year hard seltzers came in and hit the beer industry real hard mm-hmm. uh-huh. continues to hit them hard right. i mean they've, was, they've always been a thing right but this i feel like this yeah year there they were zemas Zima. Zima. they figured out how to package those fuckers this year no white claw is zima by another name no one can tell me otherwise yeah i, I find i finally did try one uh a few weeks ago and i gotta say i like it better than i like um like Lacroix. like yep. it tastes better. oh yeah yeah so well yeah, Lacroix doesn't have alcohol than... in it so that helps well, yeah. it even has more that's, flavor than that's LaCroix. how i drink Lacroix. i use it as a mix and I, but then I learned. Fair like, enough. So, so my, my buddy taught me that if you take Lacroix and use it as like a mixer, and then add like a splash of lime juice, it is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what I started doing was just buying Lacroix and just adding a splash of lime juice, and that actually makes it really good. Uh, right. But by itself, I still don't get the hype. I can't do it. Yeah, have, I, have uh, you had I a Natter Days? That also came out. This <laughs> oh, oh I had one. That, that stuff gave me. Don't get drunk on them. It gets me tummy tummache. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like, I like I am one and done. That beer. I have gotten drunk on yeah, it, same. and it's a miserable next day. I am ashamed to admit how much but I love it. It's that good. Beer. I hate yeah. that I like it. When it came out in the hard seltzers, I prefer, uh, see, who who does it? It's uh, the Catalina Lime Mixer. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's Crook and Marker. Uh, no, it's not them. It's one of the standard, like, just macro breweries uh, that's putting those out. I can't It may be Natural Light. I don't. Could be. <coughs> Did you guys ever try Strawberita? I know that's older than this year, but yeah, I've had I a Strawberita. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, oh that's no, man, they've that got one. they do they've gone they've gone all overboard with the Aritas. There are so many different Aritas now. It's yeah. not even I'm funny. Just, I'm just thinking of drinks that give me a tummy ache. <laughs> the uh, uh, the alcoholic sodas give me a tummy ache. I haven't done when the this. when they started doing the root beer. I tried one and I got two stomach aches throughout. One bottle. Yeah, they're going crazy Oddly with that. Enough, too. So much sugar. The not your father's, like the not your father's yeah. fruit punch. I'm like, my dad doesn't drink fruit punch, but okay. Yeah. Uh, not your father's mountain ale. That one's really fine. <laughs> um, no, the one that get, I think the one alcoholic beverage that gives me like a wicked bad tummy ache is uh, like I didn't drink enough Natterdays to like get my stomach dirt, but I'm 
Rattlers, like the mixture of like mm-hmm. juice and beer. Oh, the Stiegel Rattler. Oh, I actually really like that. No, I really like those. No, no, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about a different one. It's called Schohofer. It's a grapefruit one, and it's only about 2.5% alcohol, and they only sell them in 12 packs. Okay? And it tastes like goddamn candy when you drink it. So, um, your boy drank 12 in a row. Wasn't really all that <laughs> drunk. I was. I had a little bit of a buzz. Mm. Um, and then, you know, of course I fell asleep and I woke up feeling bloated and my, my stomach hurt. Like, so I can only drink l- lesson learned. I can only drink like six rattlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe no, those rat- are- rattlers do the same thing to me. I can't drink very many. Maybe very gassy. Like yeah. they're very tasty. I could drink a lot of them, but I get very, very gassy. Yeah. Maybe the trick is to use those as mixers because they're already a little alcoholic and you just, you know, mm, that's what I would honestly do. Uh, is, yeah. yeah yes. Make cocktails. That out of Catalina lime mixer is straight up good. Again, by the time I got around to that, I'd learned my lesson with Natterdays and not get drunk on those. So I've not gotten drunk on it. But if you're using that as a mixer, yeah, pro move right there. Yeah. Um, what did we just pour here, Gerard? This is the Lowest Lord ESB, an English-style ale, 5.3%, by Denizens Brewing Company in Riverdale Park, Maryland. And I'm that I was looking that up beautiful. right now. Dude, this is I'm a great sure. beer. This is a beautiful looking color. Oh, it's in PG County. Oh. It it tastes to me like like an IPA starter kit. Like I'm not like cuz I, I don't really like IPAs. It has kind of an IPA kind of like but not not it's not overwhelming, so it's like it's like what you would use to get someone like ramped up to tr- to do IPAs. I get a little pale ale out of that. I I could say like it's like it's like a your standard pale ale. I get that. But like it's not like it's tasty. It is a little a little bitter, like but not bad. It's ESB, not bad. It's not so, so bad that I'm like, oh, you know. No, it's nah, it's we'll like IPA bitter, like it's supposed to be. Yeah, I see what you're saying about that. Uh, this was canned October sixteenth, twenty nineteen. So not super old, not super new, but no, well, no, ES- for, for an English ale too. Yeah, yeah, for for an ESB, like that's still well within date. Yeah. Class in a glass, it says with a top hat and monocle. There's like a some kind of bird on the front with frilly neck thing and top hat and monocle there's kind of a smoothness to it yeah no yeah. It, it, like it seems like it, it like it's nice and crisp up front and then like it just gets nice and smooth when you drink it tasting uh, notes floral herbal yeah. toffee biscuit i don't get any toffee <laughs> get a lot of biscuit though. or get a hell of a lot of biscuit <laughs> yeah, well, i love biscuit but to them a biscuit is a cookie so we call That's that a true. cookie I thought it was like a, a saltine. Cookie? No, a biscuit is an actual cookie there. Like, English slang is really, really fun. Huh. What yeah. would they call a biscuit? Like an actual biscuit? Yeah. Like, if they went muffin? to Cracker Barrel, that's a muffin. What would they call a muffin? Yeah. muffin. Yeah. A type of muffin, yes. A pie. I don't know. <laughs> no, a pie, no, a pie is a pie is a pie is a pie. Like, a pie is a pie. Then, yeah, what's a muffin? Where does the buck stop, man? I don't know. I just have friends who are English. <laughs> Isn't, like, a napkin a diaper? <laughs> no, don't, don't, well, actual, actually, don't no, you. that's horrible. I hate you. I was going to say, don't tell them that you want a napkin because they'll laugh at you. Because like, why do you want a diaper? Uh, well, apparently, if you call some English guy dude, it's worse than being called a cocksucker. Because I, uh, like, way back in the day, I was uh, playing these English guys in Gears of War. Because this is how old I am, <laughs> and um, like, I was like, hey, dude, there's no, there's no need to like, you know, be super hostile. I was like, dude, call me dude, you fuck, like, and like, he don't just went, call oh. me dude. I thought we were cunts. <laughs> exactly. Like, I guess I could call him a cunt, and that can would we be say better. Cunt on this show, yeah, you can say cunt all you want. I mean it in the British aspect. I don't. I'm not trying to disparage any ladies. Oh yeah, there. you cunt. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, cunt, that, I mean, cunt, cunt's nice. one of cunt's one of my top three favorite words. That's a great word. It's just so effective. 
Fuck, goddamn, and cunt, man. My th- my holy trinity right there. Uh, let me see if I've got any other beer shit I was going to talk about. Um, Marcus and Ben shut down? Yeah, yeah. Marcus and Ben shut yeah, down. Was I was going to talk about that. Yeah. I was bummed for that. Where did, I wrote that down somewhere. It was a fun mic to I do. I remember it. writing. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something, all right. It was a comics mic. You never had a big crowd, but you got to like perform for all the other comics. And you kind of, there was a freedom in that because yeah. they were so tired of your, everybody's so tired of the stuff yeah. you always do. So there you got to, um, you got to kind of be experimental a bit because yeah. you're like, you're trying to impress these people who are tired of you. Um, but also then they, you know, they, they give you, you know, well, they didn't give you beer, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of deals being now, cut. Mo- that I don't know and that ben, we're like, to be didn't, my, they're gone now. I think we can we can talk yeah. about we can talk about like how that might happen. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, okay. It's so dead. basically, uh, to Ian's point, um, to we, Ian's point, comedy like, might have killed that place because yeah, I got a lot of free beer. <laughs> no, yeah, bad, bad beer bit. and bad attitudes killed that place. But, but um, yeah, no. To Ian's point, it was a comics mic, so there were maybe like six or eight of us at any given time, and that's on a good night. Um, so we would all like do that, uh, like do our own bits, and like yeah, we were trying to impress one another because mm-hmm. like when you're in the scene for so long it's see the same five jokes yeah yeah uh so we try to like we would always try to get experimental that's always i always treated it as a practice mic it was really cool it was a really fun show to do then after the show was over uh, hey guys we're shutting down but you can hang out and play like board games with me i don't know man like i'll give you a beer (laughs) okay And that's kind of how it went down. It was also a really great spot. Bryant Smith uh, ran a uh, a bar D and D game there uh, for a few weeks, and I went to a couple of them, and it was always a lot of fun. Um, especially because there was like an Irish, um, a traditional Irish band that was like would practice. They just sit around a table. They weren't like performing. <laughs> they, they just didn't have a place Shade, to practice. Shades of Honest Pint. <laughs> they didn't have a place to practice, so they would just come sit around the table there and buy beers, and they were cool with that. And um, that, you know, because they were practicing, they weren't playing at full volume through yeah. amps. It was just all acoustic instruments. And I'll tell you, it added such atmosphere to oh, your I D&D bet. game yeah. to that's, have a live tavern nice. band. Yeah. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had playing D&D. And I, I, I do miss that place mm-hmm. for, for that reason more than any. <laughs> uh, what about the 20-minute-long uh, sets? You know the ones. Um, the ones that, well, I, I never did one of those, like, but like, you mean the people who weren't supposed to do 20 minute long sets? Yeah. Yeah. Going and uh, yeah. Hey, Dave, there's Dave, a Dave, Dave threw them a bone and like, cause they were interested. Some people that feel maybe a little entitled well, because they, uh, no, 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 Dealt in some ownership of some property that therein lies. You may yeah. have been performing. They oh, maybe felt a little that's what yeah. I was entitled yeah. to every, some time. I every say, time I went to that mic. Yeah. Every to single that, time. To that benefit, to, to, to his benefit, I will say he never like he never went up first into that. You know, it was always towards yeah. the end. So I was always I was never really upset about it. Um but no, that that's a common thing you see with like people who go up on a dare or or like you know, it's their New Year's resolution. They're going to try comedy this year, that kind of thing. They'll go up and they they don't know the rules. They don't understand mm-hmm. how it works. Uh-huh. You know, and and we're always not. You know, uh, whoever the host is isn't always the best at explaining that. So they'll be like, uh, so you know, they'll be like, hey, when you have the light, that means you meant have a minute left. Well, you know, it takes a while to learn what a minute feels like. So yeah. no, it's so it's, you see the light, yeah. you think, okay, time to start my last story. 
And then you get the you get the second light saying, "Hey, you're out of time." And then they're like, "I'm only like barely into my story. I'm going to finish this." And they just don't care, and they just keep going. And like you got people that aren't going to like you know like I'm not a particularly aggressive person. I'm not going to go drag a person mm. off stage. I'll just keep passively aggressively shining a light at him. Like hey, you gotta go, you <laughs> yeah. gotta go. Yeah. Eventually, like I almost got up and cut one guy's mic. Um, I'm not going to name him because we're cool now. We weren't for a minute. Um, but <laughs> I almost got up and did it. Right as I got up to go cut his mic, he, he finished up and, and left. But he was he was very drunk, and he was saying, like, fuck you to the crowd, which is just, mm. you're, you're not, I mean, like, okay, but. You're not Madonna. But, like, <laughs> you know, you get you get that. And, and especially at the very, like, the lowly, uh, the, the, not lowly, that sounds bad, the, uh, the low attendance mics that are more like four comics. It's less, it's more loosey-goosey on the rules because the host isn't used to having to enforce rules, so. It's a, it's a thing. Sorry to go on a big tangent there about no. the, the world of comedy. Hope you All guys good. no, and hopefully this will, hopefully this will like let people know like yeah. when they like if they decide they yeah. want to like yeah. do comedy. Like, they're like uh, this isn't nom smoky. There are rules, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, like, <laughs> just assume like okay, if you want to try comedy, uh, first off. If you want to get anywhere, you got to be friends with all the other comics. That's just a thing, and I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, but everyone no, hates me. I'm but kind of like, not. But kind of not because you get you get more opportunities if people like you. But um, but also like you know, pay attention to what people say. Pay attention to what people do. If someone is an established, very good comic, and you notice they're oh they had five and they only did three minutes. That's that's a good thing. You always want to leave your crowd wanting more. You exactly. don't want to bore them to the point where they don't never want to see you again. But that's a uh, so anyway. Yeah, if you want to try comedy, uh, just like talk to people first before you go do it. Absolutely, listen go to, to this a, man. Go to a few mics and yeah, watch. definitely go to a few and just lurk around and pay attention yeah. to things and and like notice what the conventions are. Mm-hmm. Don't bring like 50 friends who are going to talk through everybody and then shut up for you and then leave right after you go up. And yeah. don't bring your date to it. No. That's, <laughs> like, <laughs> don't, don't. I still make that mistake to this day and it's never, it's always, I'm like, maybe this time will be different and it never is. Don't bring a date to an open mic. Now, if you're on, if you have a book. Yeah, show, if, if you're not going up, bring a date. Or if but you're, if you're going up, don't bring a date. Or if like your name is on the flyer, bring a date to that. But don't bring a date to like an open mic. That's just... That's that's time to work. That's not time to play. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably stupid. But <laughs> Dude, no, 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 you're you're actually making you're actually making quite a bit of sense. There, mm-hmm. like, there have been girls like you know I've I've like gone on dates with, and I'm like, yeah, oh cool, there's a mic tonight. We're going <laughs> like dinner to across it. town. Oh Scott, I would love to see you do comedy. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no one no one loves to see Scott do comedy. I've got, I've had I've had like I said, it's still a mistake I make and. It's usually the last date I have with someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, and speaking of comedy and back to decade talk here is uh, this was kind of a big decade for Chattanooga comedy. This like was, oh, I started JJ's the, mic has been going on forever. I, I mean, nearly as long as JJ's has been there. I started I feel. like I think I think the mic had been happening for maybe a, a year, maybe a six months or something like that. Um, so I've been I've been right there with it for most of the journey. Um I, I'm, I think I, I lost track. I need to go back because I have the dates written in my old notes um, I, because I've been telling people for a while it's eight years. And now I know it happened in October where that I started in October. So I might be nine now. I don't know. But it's it's this was the decade of me doing yeah. comedy, like for sure. We have a comedy scene in this city because right. of this decade. Um, it was not here before. Like no, I mean, I we had we had the comedy catch, but that was they, more they, of a venue. They, and uh, they, and like I, you know, and I don't want to I don't want to trash the catch because they are what they are. 
but uh, they 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 didn't do and they well now more because now especially that Bridget is really involved. Yeah, Bridget yeah, I love is, Bridget Martin. She is, is a, she's funny. She's going to be famous in it. She is in the a, next two or three years. She's the hardest worker in this town. As she's as great, years, and I, sure. I want everything um, great for Bridget. But so she's really making it a place where people can get a good start there. Yeah, it never yeah. really was that before. At least it didn't feel like that to me. It didn't feel very welcoming to someone who wasn't established. Mm-hmm. Well, it, was, could, it could be our Zanies or our Ice House or any of that. Like and, and it's you know like here's the thing. Okay, so like. And, and I, I've been on other uh, other um, podcasts in town. I've said these things. So if if uh, Michael, if you're listening, you know I, I mean this with all due respect because me and Michael are, are cool. I, I always get along with him. Um, but um, I, I kind of get where I feel like he was coming from. There was sort of a weird and kind of intense rivalry when the JJ's mic started getting a lot of heat, um, and, and I felt like it was more that he, um, you know, he'd been the only game in town for like 30 years before that. And then suddenly there's this upstart Mike that now is like, you know, where he's not the one, only one who can offer comedy to people. I could see why he'd feel a little threatened by that. But um, his daughter, Danielle, is is super awesome and has been super, like, awesome at reaching out to our side of the scene and has helped bridge that gap a lot in the mm-hmm. past, like, few years. It, it hasn't, there hasn't been really an intense rivalry in, like, a, a few years. And so that's... Yeah, it's, it's mellowed out uh, enough to where, uh, like, when I was first coming up, like I think I've been doing comedy on and off for like four or five years. And that's like really like when momentum started like kicking up, mm. um, like people were like, you were either a JJ's guy or you were a comedy catch guy. Like there was really no in between. And now like there's a lot of crossover. Right. There. You got like uh, Daryl and Luke and Bridget. Yeah. Daryl, Luke, Bridget, um, Charles came from, uh, came from the catch. Dave Hannah runs the JJ's mic now and he got his start at the comedy catch. Which is a really cool thing, man. Right. Like he'll like I'll occasionally just see him post on social media, like, "Hey, look at look at when I started doing comedy like four or five years ago." And like you know, there yeah. he is at the comedy catch, and I'm like, I'm just like, good for you, Dave. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, like, okay, or even going back to um, like Bubba Q, he was technically a quote unquote JJ's comic, I guess you'd say. He actually had a show run at a like at the catch. Well, I, like, I, f- I first saw him at the catch. He worked at the catch. Yeah. So. He did work at the catch for the longest time. But, and that uh, probably did. But like, but yeah, that, was, that entire cast was pretty much composed of JJ's. There comics. was a divide and people who were catch my uh, comics would come to JJ's and try it out and then just would bomb really badly and not ever come back. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't, that, you know, and, and that's, but that's part of growing as a comic is understanding that there's different rooms and you have to like kind of yeah. learn how to tailor your set mm-hmm. to fit different rooms. And, um, you know, like we're all the better for it now because we have such a variety of different rooms in town. Like, I mean, like when I, like, like when I got my start, you know, back at the beginning of the decade, uh, like I said, there was the catch and there was JJ's and now we have so many mics. There's, you can almost see comedy any night of the week now. Like yeah. More or less. What's no, the only, yeah. was there like, Friday's like the only like dead night now, right? Um, well, I mean, you know, the catch has shows. You can go pay a yeah. you know, nah. cover. And I mean, and, and you know, it's, it's, the more you go, the the more they're cool about letting comics in. From what I understand, I don't go a lot, so I don't get, well, I don't I've, get that. Well, I've seen too. Just uh, it seemed to me for a while that JJ's was the only game in town outside of the comedy catch, which would make sense for for years. I never went to the comedy catch until it was downtown. No, I went one time years ago, back when it was where uh, the Flaming Rooster is now, like over there through the Brainerd Tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it was at, but it was like at least in that strip right there. But then they moved downtown when they redid the Choo Choo right. in the past couple of years. Great move, yep. moving on up. And I don't know, we've just we've developed like a solid comedy scene. And it's kind of crazy to me. Like 
there's a bunch of comedians here. And then not even that is I've seen the out like the big like celebrity level, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, out of town comics like Chris D'Elia and uh Chappelle's been a couple times. Yeah, Chappelle's comes through and I don't know, I've heard through like I mean, this really is just hearsay, but I've heard through different channels that Chappelle really likes Chattanooga, like, which makes sense because he comes back here pretty regularly. Oh, uh, so, I did see Dave Chappelle. He, and he lives just years. in Ohio. Yeah, so. I, I, I did see Dave Chappelle a few years ago, and like he seemed like very, very genuine. Like I think it might have been like was that the year of, he got heckled real bad? No, it was the year somebody got like thrown out of his that, show yeah. and then beaten the sh- like no, and like they got beat like beaten on their way out and like he, he said and i quote man chattanooga does not fuck around it was either like the first <laughs> or second time he had he was at the like like oh god where was he playing was it the tivoli i think so yeah i think it was the tivoli, yeah, the, it's the the tivoli first pretty time. much yeah. i think it's the tivoli every time yeah, yeah, but yeah i think so but anyway like it's like chattanooga does not fuck around and like <laughs> you know then he like he went on had a great oh, cool. show oh, I, and then I I surprisingly he came back and he still comes back every yeah. now and again i heard that miffed him because the set wasn't good but i also heard like you know different you always hear things about people but i thought it like, was a good show. like i heard a rumor and, and, and i think you guys had him on the show and talked about it didn't natasha and ethan get to party with david allegedly uh, yeah. e- ethan actually did tell me the story after uh, it seems after, to check after, out. After, yeah. Actually, during the uh, the JJ's comedy Christmas party, um, Ethan told me this story, and uh, I'm like, I, I won't go into details about the story. Yeah, but, you can uh, go back way, and listen to their exactly like, for the listeners. You can go back and listen to when they were on a couple weeks ago. But the postscript, the, the postscript, like, as he told me the entire story, I'm listening to it. I'm enthralled by it. I'm like, man, what if this is bullshit? Then he gave me a little bit of a postscript that. I'm like, okay, that's an Ethan McFall move. And yes, that totally happened. Yeah, he did well, the same what? to me. Like, after we were done recording, he told me, like, it, there a was a little more. bit of a, was like, there okay. was a postscript to that. And I'm yeah. like, I'm just like, okay, this isn't bullshit. That actually yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. Well, it seems like such a dumb thing to make up. So there's no reason yeah. I, I would have to doubt it. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't think that they would just make And that uh, Natasha right. wouldn't lie. Like, I first heard about it through like social media. Like, Natasha mm-hmm. was just like, yo, look what I did. And like, mm-hmm. of course, right. he couldn't take pictures because like celebrity. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, that's that's really dope, and um, I have no reason to doubt her. Yeah, well, yeah. Good, good, good for them. That's that's awesome. That's, that's really cool, especially like because I mean di- he didn't know that they were young comics, right? When he was like, "Hey, you guys, seem I cool. think the guy who got Natasha like the wristbands or whatever she had to have to oh, get in okay. recognized her from a show she had done somewhere else. Okay, okay, I think that's it. All right, but that's all I know. So I was gonna say like if that was just a lucky thing that happened, I'm like, what? What of all the at, things at, to happen? You know? most, I think she recognized. I think at she got most, recognized. There was a guy that seems like. He this is his job or part of his to job. Seek out party and people. so at most he recognized her from a flyer or a show or something. At least she seemed like a cool person. Right. So that's that's yeah. kind of the bit I get well, about it. But you know, yeah, no, it's it's a really cool story. And yeah. if you can ever track them down, I'm sure they will tell it to you. Yeah. It's a really <laughs> neat story. Check uh, out the episode, they tell it in full. Yeah. Go back. It's like three, four episodes back. Yeah, they're not bad. Like dual storytellers. <laughs> no, I noticed. No. Let's uh, move on here. Let's uh, not to ditch that, but we got other pressing yeah. matters. Yeah, we did pour a new, uh, and then, new beer but, too. But yeah, pour a new beer. Something we literally just got into. I mean, Scott's been getting it down to Beverage World for a hot minute. But oh, you guys haven't. Yeah, we know, just got this into Distro. Law? We just got this, this in Distro but... last year. Oh my! Or last week. Oh well, my. which you, is last year. 
I feel like we've now, had this, this on one, the show. This though. one I haven't gotten. We have had some scofflaw on here, but it's stuff I've brought up or okay. been given. Okay. Now, this but one now I you can buy it here yeah, at Riverside. That's, that's nice. Uh, this one I haven't, we don't actually carry at the shop or we haven't just, we just haven't gotten it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do like scofflaw a lot because they're out of Atlanta as pretty much every brewery in Georgia is now. They're on the um, brewery tour, which is where we had scofflaw. And scofflaw, yeah, we scofflaw, uh, scofflaw right. has like high quality, like really high quality stuff. Yeah. Um, their uh, POG Basement IPA. Uh, it's like this passion fruit um, basement IPA. It's uh, fantastic. Uh, they used to do, I want to say, like Tall Boys, like six pack Tall Boys, and we—I don't know what the markup was, but we could sell them for like nine ninety nine a six pack or something ridiculous. Wow. It was stupid cheap, and it's a really good beer. Um, Scofflaw knows quality, and this smells and tastes like a bread stout. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This, yeah. is, ve- this, this is very bread. Seems very high gravity, and I looked at the alcohol content. I was like, "Yeah, that checks out." Yeah, it's weird. You get like, bread. Are you, are you saying bready like a like like bread. a loaf or Brettanomyces? No, Brettanomyces. Yeah. That is very uh, bready. Yeah, it's stranger getting that, uh, but maybe it is. It's the vanilla absentinium barrel aged stout. Maybe it's the maybe it's the yeah. bourbon and the vanilla kind of coalescing. Yeah, I, I get a ton of bourbon in that. Like it's a lot of bourbon and vanilla. Maybe that's what I'm tasting. But like, I, I feel like it's br- it tastes like a Brettanomyces. God damn it! It's a little like a prickly, kind of like that. Yeah, very uh, almost almost got a funk to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's almost got like a like this kind of earthy funk to it. It's it's real nice. Like I like that. I actually like bread stouts and I love bourbon stouts. So ten percent ABV. Yeah, I can. Fi- it's not I, so bad. I'm already just this one little half glass is getting me drunk. I don't know. I've, I've also had like a couple other half glasses, so it's what we're on now. Let's. Uh, so I wanted to break down. You two have been kind of my go-to entertainment guys. You know, we watched The Watchmen. We did Game of Thrones. You know, all that. A uh, lot of shit. You know, at the end of this decade, I feel like the 20 teens. Is that what? Is that the name for it? Uh, like, well, it it doesn't have the new, ring as the 2000s or the 90s. 2010. 2010s. 2010s. You would say or, like the 1910s. Or so, the, yeah, kind of not just this past year, but the decade, a retrospective of the decade, and then 2019, which is included in that. But I want to start off like uh, I'll say we had three major franchises that came to an end, but that might include some of these. But best movies of the past decade. Like, what do you, what do you guys think? Um, you know, uh, I do. I know it's it's going to sound cliche. I mean, I know it's just kind of what you were just talking yeah. about, but Disney killed it. Disney killed it. This is the decade that Disney took over. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, especially just, just with Marvel alone, like even if Star Wars hadn't been the monster that it was. I mean, Star Wars is an evergreen franchise. You, like, say what you will. Say what you will. You can release as many shitty movies as you want, Last Jedi. Um, you can release as many <laughs> shitty movies as you want. You're never going to kill the beast, man. You know why? Because no. they got the merchandising, they got the mm-hmm. series, they've got the Laser internet. swords are so cool. Like you're yeah. never Laser swords are so They're cool, so man. And cool. like and screw, and screw like and screw like the, the the mystical space wizards, man. What about the bounty hunters with the jetpacks <laughs> right. and the pew pew pew? We learned and how the cool robot. that was from the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, seven and like I mean, come on, like if you're seven years old. And your best friend is a robot. Come on, that appeals to you. Yeah, <laughs> but I, what, I, what what's cool about the Marvel stuff though is that like, you know, as a kid growing up, I would talk with my friends and be like, "Man, it would be cool to see these awesome comics we're reading as movies." 
but there's no way they could ever do it right because they're huge stories and they don't they they constantly cross over and interact with each other and they they always make these movies as standalones and they never yes. really do that mm-hmm. and I was like there's no way they're gonna ever like do this thing the way it needs to be done and uh, Disney was like hold our collective beers yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no no I still oh, give God. us ten years when it started out with just Marvel and Kevin Feige right. and him and John yeah. Favreau being like. No, we we can probably do. That. I Let's can start out with Iron Man. I still no, I still remember that too, man. Like because uh, then it Disney was, bought them. Uh, no, as a big fan, um, it was really interesting to see, and I might have told the story. Like two, like when did the first Iron Man come out? Two thousand nine, two thousand eight. I think two thousand eight. Yeah, because I think I was still in high school. Anyway. Uh, anyway, I still remember like maybe going, going like maybe the day of maybe 2007 even maybe like I could, maybe but I can't they, remember. They, it was 2010. Yeah, they okay. Yeah, they but it was then go- 2008 because they cranked that sequel. Yeah, they out cranked real it out quick. pretty quick. But I remember going to that first Iron Man film day of and like who's gonna go see an Iron Man movie yeah. and like you know yeah. it wasn't nearly as packed. And then earlier this year, 2008. Or, yeah, 2008. Cool. Uh, going uh, in 2019 to Endgame, mm-hmm. waiting in line. And like, just like, am I gonna get in? What's going on? Like, I I'm so glad I pre-ordered my ticket. You know, yeah, this all all this other stuff, and like, yeah, the fact that it grew so much because I was always a Marvel Comics guy. I love DC, mm-hmm. and like, I know a ton about like you know that universe and stuff. But I've always been a Marvel Comics guy, and the fact that like, like, oh god, just like in 2012, in 2012 when we got that teaser of like you know to fight the humans is to call it death, and you just get Thanos like, mm-hmm. hmm, and you're like. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna be in the film. No, right. that was the that was, I was the like, big. Yeah, because I thought you couldn't get any better than Avengers, know what you call and then it, they like, somehow managed to double down on and that. The payoff man. was just so, yeah, like because like because you know you, you want to talk crazy. like I came with a pretty big list of movies from the decade, um, and it's nowhere near comprehensive. It's definitely not everything I've seen. It's 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 just a, a quick glance of everything that Google would show me that I remember liking, <laughs> um, and I kind of would. Pick, I, I even narrowed it down by going like, okay, the best of, if there was more than one, I would just pick the one that I like the best out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like my main Marvel movie, I mean, there's a couple in here, but the main one that I think really changed what it means to be a superhero movie was Infinity War. Like I liked it yeah, more uh-huh. than I liked Endgame because well, a, well Thanos, this guy who it they've been building off up, and he just for, they, got, they had like a decade of build up for this character and it delivered. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was the best villain. He was the main character of that movie. And, mm-hmm. and if you follow the arc of the way that it moves, because it, it feels weird to people because they're like looking at it from the perspective of well, Iron Man and you know all the main characters are uh, are the main characters. Just like no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. The story of this centers on yeah. Thanos and Josh Brolin nailed it knocked mm. it out of the park that was one of like it, it, it turned what you expect a superhero movie to be on its head even the ending was like a bummer it was like an empire dude ending. it yeah. got my mom so crying good. no both I of saw, my parents oh, when God, we watched I, infinity uh, war because it, it kind of became yeah. like a regular thing on our like november family vacation for thanksgiving and i would show them the marvel movies like we would watch like one a night from that year and when I showed them Infinity War and it ended with Spider-Man and all them dusting away, they're like, what? Okay. What 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 happens in the next one? I was like, I don't know. It comes out in May. <laughs> no, I, uh, and then I, knowing I, they have to wait another year exactly. even after that. Coming, uh, like seeing that in the theaters where like, you know, I'm surrounded by these like children who are like 11 or 12 years yeah. old who have grown up with these films. And they don't know what's coming. Like, you know, like comic, comic Mm -hmm. fans know, like, it's like, okay, yeah, Thanos did make the snap and like, maybe it's going to be different, but like, you just watching like all their faces, just like, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what? Well, wait, wait. And then it just ends. Also, like, I also loved how half the credit, like in theaters, half the mm. credits, like, like they all just kind of fade away too. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, that, that was a really nice so touch. I, I think the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe is the defining cultural touchstone of this decade. Media wise, for sure. Because, well, like, if yeah. you think back on like previous decades, yeah. it's always been mostly music centric. Mm-hmm. And just looking through, like, as I, as I was making my list of like all the things I liked from the past decade, my music list is real small. Like I, I kind of fell off, and, and most of that's just personal. Like I also got into comedy, so I, I listen mm-hmm. to music a lot less. I listen to more podcasts and stand up and things like that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, my movie list is okay. My anime list is is, is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but my, uh, but like, I didn't get out. I like, I, I didn't. I wasn't like. To me, it always seemed like okay. You think about like the '70s, and you think about like disco and classic rock and all these you know bands, mm. right? And that was like you know part of the, the the cultural touchstone was the music everyone was listening to. The it's '80s, the, the same way. This is the decade of the auto tuner. The '90s, it was grunge and 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 you know yeah. hip hop came out. And then yeah, like, hip hop was actually good in the '90s. You know, the the '2000s, it was like boy bands and pop music on one side, and like the seat the MySpace scene stuff emo and, and, and metalcore and all that happening on the other side and that was still very but also like I was playing in a band so that's very biased of, of my opinion at that mm-hmm. time but then this past this past decade pretty much the one thing that everyone seemed to be talking about was different types of like well honestly mostly TV mm-hmm. but then as far as movies go it was definitely this Marvel Cinematic Universe I think yeah. because like even the worst movie which in my opinion is Iron Man 2 and I watched it again like no, this Thor, Dark, Iron World. Thor Dark World is the worst is worse than both of those because at least Iron Man 2 I, I liked it like Iron Man 2 it like gives it like gives like context and Iron Man 3 also is just like oh Tony has PTSD that's fun that's a neat little character yeah. thing uh, Thor Dark World I used to be Doctor Who. I'm playing a villain now. Well, my, my uh-huh. own- tell me more, Cat Dennings. Yeah, let's go back to Ian's point and not digress on this because right. we, we could get down a deep rabbit hole on but, that. But what I was going to say is, in my opinion, Iron Man 2 was the, the worst of, of all those movies. It was the one I enjoyed the least. But it wasn't that bad. Like, none of those movies were bad movies. No. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Like, even the worst of them were still, like, pretty serviceable, like, popcorn films. Yeah. Like I yeah like I I I watched it again like like last weekend and I was like yeah you know I mean like it wasn't it wasn't awful it wasn't my favorite but mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't bad. No, the whole MCU's a defining thing of the 2010s. It really is. Yeah. I mean, every studio to some degree was trying to replicate that. Whether mm-hmm. it was DC mm-hmm. doing whatever the fuck, flip the coin and spaghetti at the wall. It is. It is thing so. They were doing so so the Godzilla in the MonsterVerse. I would say has been the second most successful one, even though it's only like four films or something by the time King Kong versus Godzilla comes out, which they say is going to be the last. So that's cool. You, you don't get need, kind you don't of need like much with that. Cause like, yeah, they're, but they're, that's they're been great. Good. Yeah. I've really enjoyed those. And they, lo- they look great. And then you've got, what about the universal dark verse? The, the dark verse. Yeah. From <laughs> universal <laughs> studios. That went belly up. Which fast. is terrible. Yeah. Way they to go have, Tom Cruise. One film, they had the mummy. And that was it, right? Yeah, because yeah. They, they they fucked. Okay, they fucked up the marketing a whole lot. Like, uh, I actually don't hate Tom Cruise, but well, I have there a are Tom a few Cruise d- movie on my list. Uh, yeah, no, me too. Um, but 
I'm just saying, like, they, they fucked up that one real hard. It was not a good movie. It was I not was very actually, strong to on paper, I was excited for that because I was like, well, they did it in, like, the 30s and 40s or right. whatever. Exactly. No, Super Metal, so. dude, a super, like, a brand new version of Frankenstein yeah. or, and like. And it was all going to culminate instead of Infinity War. It was going to yeah. culminate in a new remake of Monster Squad. Dude, yeah. bro, <laughs> bro, if only. I'm down I for love it. that. I would be, that I was would a be good here movie. for it. Uh, yes, Monster um, Squad is my Halloween go to. So, uh, but what. One thing uh, that I, I did want to also say uh, was that it, uh, w- while like Marvel was obviously the big dominant force, and you know we had bigger th- you know cultural things like Star Wars and Game of Thrones and things like that. One thing that like looking through just today, looking through like all the movies that have come out this decade, there's this weird thing like you know indie movies have been kind of a thing. I guess they've been really popular since like the '90s with Miramax and stuff. But like, and I'm no by no means a cinephile. Like I don't. This especially this decade, I've, I think I've watched a lot less than I have in previous. But like, there's a lot of movies that were like big budget indie movies. If that makes yeah. sense, like, well, there's that whole studio that does that now. Is it like A23 or A24? A24. Um, yeah, and they're they're like they're pretty hit or miss. Honestly, I like, don't like. Yeah, I haven't liked any of them except what well, was Get Out. One of those I kind of um, no liked. Get Out wasn't that. I think that was like actually funded by Jordan Peele. I like I like Get Universal. Out okay, but it's it's it still has that same kind of vibe as some of those mm. movies. Dude, did you watch Hereditary? That's a really good A twenty four. I watched it. I didn't like it. <sighs> but uh, uh, but what was really cool about this decade is is and I've got a bunch of these on my list, including the Tom Cruise movie. There was a lot of movies that the trailer looked crappy, and then you saw it, and it was like mind-blowingly great. Mm-hmm. Like there was uh, the 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 uh, Tom Cruise one was Jack Reacher. I don't know if you saw Jack Reacher, but it was no. I keep hearing this though. That it was it's yeah. great. Jack really Reacher. Jack, Jack Reacher's Reacher. like Jack Reacher's like a more crunchy, like a more popcorny. Okay, imagine if the Bourne franchise didn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. That's Jack Reacher, and it's great because Tom Cruise, like Tom Cruise, knows what we want. Right. It's well, it's just it's a when good, I feel this decade lended itself to movies like that, like weird, right. off the beaten path sort of action movies. Well, like you like had like that. John Wick. I was just I was John, John, I, John, no, I saw John Wick on. I'm a so lot. glad you picked up on that. That's exactly yeah, John like Wick, John Wick is John, on here. John Wick was one of those yeah. ones I didn't see it in theaters. It was just on HBO one night, and mm-hmm. I was bored. And I'm like, oh we'll give God. this a shot. Yeah. And then you're like, fucking Keanu, so got it. So good. Yeah. Exactly. No, I saw John Wick on a lark, and it's on my bet. Like it's in my best of. 2010 to I think I, I think I saw it the same week that I saw the Raid Redemption, which is also on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So immediately good. those two movies are linked in my mind because you just see this insane level of badassery you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. I love. Uh, a, I would go no, as far as to put John Wick as at the top in top trilogies because I haven't seen the third, all three I haven't of those seen the third movies one are, yet. It's solid. It gives you yeah. a little bit more, just like John Wick Two did, just a little bit more into that world that they live in with like assassins everywhere. It's our, it's except our, like it's, it's our death wish. Oh yeah, yeah. like oh, the Charles yeah. Bronson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but and, and like it's, yeah, no, and like so make good. make like six more John Wick films and just get progressively more mm-hmm. ridiculous. Oh, I yeah. don't care because there is not a bad Death Wish film except for the Bruce Willis and Kevin Bacon ones. I'll tell you what other franchise I'm coming to love, and I'm excited to see the new one, even though it doesn't have any of the original cast. Is the Kingsman? That was another one that was I, I link with John yeah. Wick in my mind because I I saw the trailer and I thought it was like oh this is just a stupid like teeny bopper James it's, Bond yeah. ripoff and then I, I well I, I didn't know it was based on a comic but I I, I watched I, I heard off a whim that like no actually just watch it and you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised and. Oh my God! The first Kingsman movie is so good. I really am looking forward to the third one, like the prequel, uh, where Rasputin is the main villain. Oh that, yeah, that looks super. See, on dope. those, I was just kind of like, all right. Oh, I huh. loved it. I, I loved it. Those, it was actually. so like, well, the I action. didn't dislike them, but they're 
you know, I don't get the hype. Um, I guess. I mean, maybe maybe it was hyped up a little bit too much for you because, like, once again, that was one of like, uh, like throughout that decade, John Wick was one of them. Kingsman was another where I was just like, all right, I'm bored. I have money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go see this film on a lark. Well, I've and then it, like I saw it and I'm like, wow, that was dude, really really good. In my opinion, it wasn't until I was thinking on this stuff yesterday and today, like making notes for the show, is. The 2010s really brought back the action movie in a lot of ways. It started out in 2010. We had the A-Team and the Losers, which were basically the same fucking movie. I really like the A-Team. But they were both really good. I really dug the I keep waiting for a, you know, like Bill Clinton, it's like when we get one The worst part about the A-Team was when they hosted Monday Night Raw. That was... The (laughs) A-Team hosted Monday Night Raw? Yeah, Quentin Rampage Jackson, Bradley Cooper, and Charto Copley. That is awesome. Because Liam Neeson was busy. They all hosted Monday Night Raw and... In character. Okay, no. Bradley Cooper showed up in what was very obviously a pre-taped thing because he was busy. But Quentin Rampage Jackson and uh, Charto Copley showed up and started interacting with like old wrestling heroes. Like me and Gene Ogerland just showed up randomly because they got locked into a closet. There were a whole bunch of sketches. Wait, were they in character as the A-team? Yes, uh, except for Charto Copley who actually like broke character and like did this really meta joke with like some some valets. It was... uh, it was a little entertaining because they brought Roddy Piper out to fight Mr. T. Oh yeah. It was a little racist actually just a smidge, but you know, um, it was, it was, it was kind of funny. It, it's, it's kind of sad sack, but it was, that was the worst part dude, of that. A-Team was a good movie. I really? love A-Team. I never like, did see it. It was, you, like, if you like are the, you if not you like entertained? Th- okay. It's, like, it's pretty If you ridiculous. like the original television show, they hit enough of the beats where okay. it's just like, okay, cool. This, this hey, could happen in the here and now. Well, there, so this was a crazy year for those kind of movies, like the remake movies too, because yeah. like, because mm-hmm. uh, like 21 Jump Street was fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh God, also, Ice Cube in that film. Surprisingly, and I watched this just randomly on TV, like uh, maybe like two months ago. Um, and I, I remember like watching it going like, this is pretty fucking good. The Baywatch movie. It's really? pretty good. I've still so not watched nice. it, but it's I want so it. It's so goddamn meta, and it's great. It's pretty good. Because they, like, they knew well, what they I were doing. Z- I love, we've got a term on here, hunk funny, mm-hmm. and that's Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Zac Efron. He's, he's yeah. like a cool guy. He's no, hunk Zac- funny. I'd let it, no, 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 yeah. I like, wouldn't be sad The Rock, Zac Efron, and Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. guys seem like guys I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, yeah, they're gorgeous. They're absolutely like built better than- Chris Hemsworth. Exactly, Chris Hemsworth. Those are four guys I'm just like- yeah, I'd play D&D with those guys. They, they'd yeah. be down for it, too. I'd drink a beer with them. But then we also had, like... Uh, I'm sorry to change the subject, but I've got, I just got... I'm looking at my list of movies here, and yeah, I'm just seeing too. so much pop out yeah. at me. Um, we had, like... So we were talking about how Marvel, like, ran the game, but then we had, like, you know, non-MCU stuff. Some of it Marvel, some of it not, that was, like, like really good, like... Like, not just, like... Not just like big epic comic book movies like the MCU was, but like really good, good movies. Mm-hmm. Like we had, uh, um, what, what, what's we had like dread. Yeah. No, dread. which, uh, I was to your point, like about, uh, like, uh, red God. Remake? Okay. No, it was basically a remake. The American remake of, uh, this, uh, what was that film you were talking about earlier? The Kingsman? No, uh, it was the uh, it was the Filipino one where the raid. Oh, the raid. The raid. It was yeah. basically just yeah, a remake yeah, yeah. of the raid. It That's, was. Yeah, it I was about awesome. to say that. Uh, yeah. The use of slow mo in that film is some of the best. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling Jared before we got on air mm-hmm. about like uh, because Dredd is like going to bust up a drug cartel inside like one of these mega cities. Uh, he's uh, it's a he, small movie. Like there's not a uh, kind of like the raid. Like there's not like it's not like a big like you know the original Judge Dredd was Stallone was like a huge yeah movie, yeah but it wasn't, wasn't good. 
but this one was like a really small movie, but it was yeah. super good. Carl Urban was great as oh. as Judge Dredd, and like uh, no, like the use of slow mo. Carl Urban a bunch, and how much I but yeah, dude, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love Carl Urban, and we're gonna get to that because I too have notes on the boys. But then also, um, like I want I want to bounce around because I know we're probably running like kind of close on time. Uh, but like Dredd was great, but then we also had like End of the Spider Verse was like probably the best oh, Spider Verse. So this is why yeah. I asked y'all because y'all are like hitting most of my shit. But, but yeah, also into the Spider Verse. Oh my oh, god, dude, Logan. bro! Logan. I almost cried twice. No, because walking into Logan, I was like, okay, well, it's R-rated, so maybe he's gonna say fuck like three times. Like, how violent can this really be? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, the, like within like two minutes, he yeah. he knifes a guy in the skull, and I'm like, oh, okay, yes, yes, yeah. please, Daddy, choke me more. See, Logan for that- me is it was just like after the run of the X Men films, just. And it seems like both franchises, and then even after they merged them, it's like started out great and then go to shit. And then you're capping it off with Logan, which is a great movie. But by that point, I was just tired of it. Oh, no. I was, well, but, no, I was, it was, it was the Hugh Jackman swan well, it was song. Cathartic because yeah. it was the end. Yeah. yeah. Was, That's, that what was what were you saying, Jared? Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say, like you said, Hugh Jackman swan song, but like. It's it's that R-rated comic book movie yeah. that everyone's been waiting for. Was there was rich. Deadpool, Deadpool which we also got this past decade. Great. Amazing. Deadpool yeah. was no, so good. The the comic like and I think this last decade was the year like comic book movies and comic book properties got their balls back. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those situations where it's like we're coming out of like the '90s era of uh, of comics, where it's just like, oh well, it's it's not just for kids; it's for adults. All mm-hmm. this other stuff, uh, but we fi- finally found that happy balance where it's just like, okay, we yeah. can take these stories seriously, but they can be for adults, but we can also make them for children. We just have to scale upwards. So, like R-rated or mature stuff, like if we're going into TV, like The Boys, for instance, that was yes. one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am a diehard Garthinas fan. There are times he there are times he does get up his own ass with like his own political things, but I think the boys is one of the most perfect comic book things ever, just because he puts everything on blast. Well, just just so that was this year, and what's crazy about this year, not even the whole decade, but like this year, we've had we had three different shows yeah. that were kind of that same vein of like we're gonna take the superhero tropes and turn them on their heads. Uh, the boys was one, and it was great. The second that comes to mind is Umbrella Academy. Oh, that was good. Also, Way really good. Than I thought it was going to be. I yeah, I loved Umbrella Academy. I like, was only aware of it like tertiary. I was like, oh, that's that comic that the guy right. from that band did. Right, right, right. And I figured I was like, he got into comic books because he's already famous. It's probably not that good. And then like I watched the show. Yeah, and, no, I and then really I come to show. find out the show is not that similar to the comics. So maybe the comics aren't that good. I still haven't read them. <laughs> but uh, but then there was of course as as it, it, people who were listening to this show know. There was Watchmen. And yeah, um, Watchmen okay. was perfect. Oh, uh, uh, it was. Uh, the ending it was, was maybe a B minus, but like the, uh, the I think the, the, the whole journey was an A plus. So I can, oh, I'll deal sure. with a B minus yeah. ending. Yeah. And yeah. I think the reason like these comic book franchises, like especially towards the end of this thing, is uh, you. Uh, I remember you touched on this at some point. I think we had uh, one drunken discussion uh, one night at JJ's about genre fatigue. Yes. Mm. Uh, like how we're, uh, how as on the whole, like MCU culturally dominant, mm. like you also have the competing franchises with DC. Then of course you are inundated with the WB shows, which are pretty good for the most part. And then like all this other stuff, like you're just getting hit with comic book tropes, this and that, like, yep, this way, this way, this way. So there had to be a turn to kind of save the genre a little bit. And Oh my various gods, they crush it. These last three, shows you were mentioning 
turn those tropes and like play with them because like, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Superman's going to punch a guy, big blue. He's mm. great. I love Superman or Batman's going to like, where is he? You know, that kind of shit. Oh, but what if, what, what if you just kind of turn the screw a little bit? Come on, come on. Give, give me some of the dark, that dark underbelly. And that's well, like, those are my favorite superhero I mean, stories. I think, I think what sums up the decade in a whole, as far as like comic books, which have obviously, like we, we said, have been a, the big thing. I think um, they, this was the decade they finally learned how to do those movies. They earned right. their keep. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, in the their past, dues paid off. In the yeah. past, they were always like a campy watered down version. And I think yeah. that's uh, like, Roger we, Corman, fantastic. We still one. see that. We like, we see that in like the, you know, some of not some of the, uh, the non MCU properties, the, the DC properties mostly. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, you know, we still run into like some of those that aren't, or like, or even like the Marvel TV stuff, like, like uh, agents of shield, which some people loved it. I couldn't, I never, I fucking love that show. Uh, no? I'm, I'm going to say, like, you know, the Netflix Marvel shows well, Netflix, are pretty I was about to good. Go into they were that. doing all right. Well, that's, yeah. again, we, we saw uh, we saw him learn how to do it right. Like, Daredevil was perfect. Punisher, Punisher was, was perfect. Uh, Luke Cage two. was really, really Luke, good. I love Luke Cage. The second Jessica season Jones. got a lot of flack, but I love No, it. no, Luke Cage. Luke Cage season two was great because, like, the Jamaicans are fucking terrifying. Bushmaster is probably my favorite. The fact that, like, they're doing a cowboy. So I was going to go into this, and this is my prediction for the next decade. I think we are going to see genre fatigue with comic books i think the next thing is they anime. learn how to make anime movies right and then i'll be really happy because we're gonna see in it, that makes only sense well, it's like you're gonna run out of uh, american comic book stories like the I mean, mcu will keep going but i agree with you that'll happen but yeah they're, they're doing a cowboy bebop show it would be out sooner but john cho hurt himself and they're they're delaying it because he's apparently he's so perfect for the park of spike spiegel i could like, say i can see it i'm, not, gonna, I'm not fucked we're up gonna let cho. we're gonna take the time off to let him heal so that we he could still be a part of this. Yeah. But uh Bushmaster is Jet Black. And oh I'm my god. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I love that actor and I, I even though I don't you, know his name. <laughs> uh, have you uh, have you seen like he has a fairly prominent role in another show that actually ended this year. It's called The Deuce. He uh, plays he plays the bouncer called Big Mike and he's great in that too. Um he's like you know uh, like he's this big friendly bouncer guy until he isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think once they once they learn how to make anime, convert it to, to movies uh, the same way that, that they've learned how to do comic books and like because mm. and this has always been my philosophy. Well, you've got like Miyazaki films and stuff like that. Like but those that's are, not really an adaptation. That's like more like they're dubbing it. Like for instance, like one thing I'm really excited about as a like as a Gundam fan, like he, he's a big Cowboy Bebop fan, and I agree with him that Netflix show is going to be killer. One of the big things I'm a huge Gundam fan. Legendary, the guys who were behind the Godzilla films. Are doing a Gundam Ooh, movie. Nice. That's going to be fun. And like, I'm. Don't fuck it up. Uh, DiCaprio has been <laughs> trying to get an Akira like film series made yeah. for at least mm-hmm. ten years. Speaking which of- I've heard Taika Waititi's on that right now. Oh, which wow. I am not fucked up with yeah. at all. Hey, if you want giant robots, though, we did have good giant robot movies this year. Mm-hmm. Like Pacific Rim was Ooh, awesome. The, the first, the first one. The first. Yeah, I never saw yeah. the second. Well, not the. We are stopping the. No. Don't see this. Don't. 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 Do we are stopping the apocalypse yeah. again. Yeah, don't see the second one. It is it cheapens style, the first. It cheapens the first one in a weird it's, way. It's not even story wise. Like story wise, it would have worked, but it's shot differently. Oh like the first one is filmed in such a way where it's like real cameras, even though it's digital shots. It's like it's real cameras filming yeah. it. Where the second one films it from a perspective where there's camera moves 
that can't be made, so it feels more animated and Transformers-y, which is not what I liked about the first one. Right. It seemed like somebody actually filming these robots. and uh, But, yeah, not trying to get into yeah. Specifics, it, looked, it, looked like, it looked like what the Power Rangers movie looked like, which yeah. I watched that, and it wasn't as bad as I had thought. I enjoyed it. But it wasn't. It really? Wasn't. When it had that charge up after they all got their shit, and you were just like, are they going to give me the shot, the money shot, and they're all charging side by side? It's like, dun, 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 dun. Okay, I, did, yeah. I, I, dig, yeah. I dug that one that part, shit but was honestly, awesome. honestly, like early on where their car got hit by a train, I was hoping the entire film was just a death dream. <laughs> 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 like, if it was just like, like, it was just like, yeah, we, we defeated Rita. I'm and not going like, to lie. I want a sequel to that. I think they could do Maybe, it. Uh, the, yeah. the art direction could be better. That's, big, that's really the yeah, pet peeve I have. I wasn't with. happy with the way that, that, that Goldar looked. I always thought yeah. that the show Goldar just looked so awesome. I mean, and yeah. I don't... Like, despite, like a gold-armored lion monster. And exactly. Like, We're and, just going to make him a goopy gold thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really I really dug Brian Cranston in that role. Yeah. I also like I also liked Elizabeth Banks' as Rita. Was um, it, uh, was it, uh, was, right. What's his name? Who was Alpha? Was it... Um, it was uh, what's his name for Bill Saturday Hader. Hour. Bill Hader. Bill yeah. Hader was Alpha. Yeah, I no, forgot, like it, it had a, it had a fairly solid like, and they actually made me not hate the teenagers, right? Which is which, like as as the older well, I get, the like the less re- relatable they are. I'm just like for the most kids. part, the actors that play the teenagers in that have gone on to do really great shit. Like the Red Ranger was Billy in Stranger Things. The Pink Ranger has gone on, and she's now uh, Jasmine, and she's in that new horrible looking. Charlie's Angels movie. Oh no, that one was not good. I saw yeah. that. I saw that on a lark. And but uh, I was like, I was like, I was intrigued. On a, on a lark like, is our word of the day, folks. <laughs> take a take a drink every but, time you hear uh, Scott say "on a lark." Let me drop. I have a, autism. Fuck you. Let me drop a couple here from this past decade that aren't necessarily action or superhero movies that I liked. Uh, one I really liked, The Social Network. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. did see that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really good. It's basically a supervillain origin story. But that's kind of what makes it good. Yeah, that's really kind of what makes it good to me. And the way it's shot and the soundtrack by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, fantastic. Real quick on that, Joker, super villain, come up movie, like backstory. uh, Before you say anything else, I have not seen Joker yet. It comes out on Blu-ray next week. I'm that's gonna watch. Yeah, let's let's not so, review Joker fine. right that's now. Fine. So let's yeah. not let's not talk about details. You can say it was good and it was subversive, all that. That's fine. Uh, that's Ian, all I wanted to say. Ian, yeah, you're best really, DC you're, movie I've seen in a you're while. You're really going to like Joker. I, I think yeah. I probably would. You're, Seems like it was made for me. I'm, uh, I'm an oddly, I was about to say oddly enough, I f- like when I watched that. Uh, the next time I saw you, I kind of had to wince just a little bit. I was mm-hmm. never an incel, but I think I was close. I think it was like <laughs> a borderline <laughs> incel. And so I think Joker like plays the mind. No, you you were to incels exactly like my next pick, Matthew McConaughey approaching that Hervent Horizon. Oh, Event Interstellar? Horizon. That was you. Interstellar? With incels. Just skimming. You know. See, I never saw Interstellar either. No, yeah, Interstellar's good. That is That's a fun one. Our generations, uh, he basically tried to remake two thousand one. Okay. Well. It's got a lot of fun camera tricks yeah. in it. Like are like are those your two picks for like the the best of? Uh, you guys pretty much hit mine. I had Interstellar, Mad Max Fury Road, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Social Network, John Wick, and Drive, after you mentioned. Drive, something. yeah. That's, that's on my list, yeah. too. Drive I, is I was trying to bring that mine. up as... Yeah. as, as when I was going to bring that up as, in my list of like movies that I didn't expect to be that good, and then mm-hmm. I saw it. Because you, know, you, you see Drive, you see the trailer, you're like, uh, it's another car movie. There were people actually <laughs> sue the studio because, for false advertising because... I mean, people don't understand this, but people that cut together trailers 
that's a whole business in and of itself. Oh, yeah. And it's like, hey, here's some footage. We want some, you know, and they've got that footage to work with. If, you know, so it was advertised as like a Fast and Furious type but, of movie. Uh-huh. And it was not that. It's a silent film noir, Nicholas Winding Refn, you know, or Ryan or however you pronounce his name. But great movie, but it's not Fast and Furious. Well, that, that Speaking trailer. of Fast and Furious, yeah, uh, lots of Fast and Furious this decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I started watching oh, Fast and Furious this decade five. because of this podcast, which also yeah. started this fast, decade. Yeah. Fast, fast five decade. is... Five was the first one of the decade. Mm-hmm. And it's still the peak. And no, I, I, think, I think Fast Five is the most perfect Fast and Furious film. Mm-hmm. So like, see... Like I'm a like I am a cinephile. I have a lot of pedantic, like really like assholeish picks <laughs> yeah. on my list. There are a ton, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but like I also enjoy really good actiony genre films where it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, shut your brain off for two and a half hours. It's gonna be uh, car fights and gun chases. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said that correctly. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's like exactly and Fast it. Five is perfect for that because it's like you have the car aspect, like from the streets, just like yeah. Well, a like, lot of it was filmed practically, which is awesome. I yeah. know, and it's so cool, yeah, man. So like, good. how does anyone not like it's like, yeah, I'm not expect I'm not expecting Seven Samurai or Citizen Kane when I go into a Fast and Furious movie. Mm. I'm expecting I'm expecting guns you know well, like hot dudes hot girls and like you know like a caper give me, show a me caper. the rocks flecked the rock flexing like, how much, ba- how much baby oil is the rock wearing i still want to see hobbs and shaw i haven't seen that yet. I yeah I, I, I want to see we should have a movie night it looks good none of us have seen it we should have a movie night i'm into it movie night. That, just, yeah, uh, just from that. that one line like he really is black superman but uh yeah i'll be i'll be uh remiss if i don't mention also like we talked about how this has been the decade of action movie revivals and there's two that haven't come up yet that are on my list yeah i think i know one uh one of them is uh Kicking the decade off right was Machete. Oh, oh yeah. yes, Machete. That was right. that was a wonderful surprise. But the I, other I one, I didn't know that one. Came out. Probably yeah. the probably one of the best action movies that came out the whole decade that got you know a, a worthy praise. But I think a lot of people were iffy about it. Was uh, Mad Max Fury? Yes, Road. Yeah. absolutely. I mentioned that, and I fucking love that movie. Mad Max Fury Road is probably, like, on the whole, like, I have a lot of different picks here from, like, The Witch to, like, you know, like, Green Room and, like, all these very, like, character-driven pieces. Mad Max Fury Road is pretty much everything I want in a movie. It's not overly long. It hits all the points it needs to. It... The characters are good. It's... I dare say it's one of the most perfect films. Oh yeah, it and I good. think it might be my pick for twenty for the twenty tens as I'll, far as like per like as far as like a film goes. It might not be number one, but it is. Pro, it's in the top three. So I liked it because it fit into that same kind of niche where like The Witcher did this during its run, and then also like uh, if if you read a lot of Conan, there were Conan stories yeah. like this too, mm. where it you know it's it's about this main character and it's about this main character's story, but then there's side stories where the main character is not the main character. Exactly, and that's that was Mad Max Fury Road. Furiosa was the main character. In that no, movie. Mad Max. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, I mean, a lot of but uh, he was just there for it. And that's another great thing I love about that film. Like it, uh, it has a strong feminist message without beating you over the head right. well, with it, it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's I why I didn't was, like it was. It wasn't a specifically feminist message. It was feminist inherently because it was. Look, here's a strong woman doing awesome things. But it was. They that, didn't. But they didn't put your nose in it. It wasn't make. It wasn't waving a big flag saying, "Look, look that's at, that's the that's why it actually works as a as that message." Because, like, I mean, I love Furiosa's character. I mean, that, to go back to Watchmen, that's why Watchmen worked. A hundred percent. 
Washington like was ha, had a very very strong race, racial uh, message about uh, that that you know made me feel like like a piece of shit honestly during like a lot of it. Uh huh. Yeah. But it wasn't like beating you over the head with, hey, by the way, this is important. You should watch this because it's important. It was just like, this is a story no, that and features yeah. these I facts. I think that's mm -hmm. why Mad Max Fury Road works. It's not just because of like the practical effects or like the strong characterization. In all honesty, like because Charlize Theron carries that movie. I Tom Hardy, say what you will about Tom Hardy. Like Tom Hardy does enough to right. where like he's relevant, but like uh, like he like he he has he he throws on his drunk Cockney accent. He's literally says like five lines, and then like you know, Furios is just like, oh, we have a plan. Yeah, he's Max. Can you do this? Absolutely. Yeah, Boom, comes back. He's literally along for the ride in that movie. Exactly like, to the point where they strap him to the front of the thing. And try. <laughs> they steal my fucking car. But it's uh, but no, I I thought that was was like. Possibly, I mean, like it's it's a tie between that or John Wick is like the best action movie of the decade. I think. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of the things we've talked about could fit into that category, but like, I would consider like I would I would exclude like Infinity War. I wouldn't call that specifically an action movie because the the itches I want scratched. It's from kind of its movie. own it's thing. Really right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's yeah. it is probably the best comic book movie. Like, I mean, that ending is just um, perfect. Uh, I want to I want to oh. throw something out here real quick before we're done. I don't I don't know that. Any of you guys have uh, mentioned this yet? And even before when we were talking, you're going through lists. Hugo. Have you seen Hugo? Mm. Oh, yeah. Hugo that, uh, was good. Martin yeah. Scorsese. Martin, uh, the no, other Martin it. Scorsese film. A very yeah. different Martin Scorsese film. Well, very actually, good. actually, if you take a look at his filmography, literally four films now that The Irishman's out, which go see The Irishman. Um, he's, he's done a few. Uh, okay, Goodfellas, Casino... Mean Streets and The Irishman are the only four mafia movies he's done. True. Yep. They're the Departed. Okay. Well, yeah. no, yeah. no, that's The Irish Mob. But yeah, no, five. Okay, yeah. five, yeah. five. But like he's d directed like twenty five. So like I mean, he does his thing. He does his thing. Okay, but yeah. Hugo but came Hugo. out in I think uh, twenty eleven. So kicking off really the pretty good. beginning. So good. A kid uh, living in a clock tower in a train station. It's got Sasha Baron Cohen as well, who's like the sort of bad guy air quotes. Mm -hmm. He's like the, the cop of the place. And he's like constantly trying to get the kid for being around. And the kid, um, he's, uh, he's inherited a, an automaton from his dad who died and all that stuff. And he's trying to put it back together. And he finds George Melieu, who Tanner, you know about this guy and, and you probably yeah. do as like a film buff. Like he's, the OG filmmaker pretty much mm -hmm. yeah, 200 yeah. something films and all that, like mm -hmm. used crazy special effects that for, you know, in the early 1900s were totally unheard of. Yeah. Earth to the moon, my man, mm -hmm. Earth to the moon. which, which also iconic shots in all of cinema also redone in this past decade. I believe there was like a little short on Netflix about that. Yeah, because uh, like, I mean, uh, that's like that. that's one of the things I really uh, I really dug about, like you know, like just like this pedantic film bullshit. Yeah, just like mm. hey, a hundred years ago we were starting our thing. We're Hollywood. Let's just like yeah, like run with that. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care. I love film history. It is a it is a really cool movie that does a lot of yeah. like Hugo's a really parallel cool. to film history. Hugo's a really cool Scorsese film that we got this decade, but it is not the best. I think. The Irishman's really good, but I think the best Scorsese film we got this decade, it's probably my number two after Fury Road, is probably Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, that's on my list. I Wolf loved, of Wall Street I is fantastic. Movie. Again, it, another mob movie. Mm -hmm. Huh? <laughs> 
Another sort mob of, movie. Sort of. If you want to think. I mean, in a weird, in a weird, in a socioeconomic commentary. Would you ever see Boiler Room? Boiler Room was kind of the same movie, but it was also, but like it was way more crooked. And you also, yeah, yeah and you yeah. Were like, and it was the cast was a lot less likable. But yeah, Wolf of Wall Street was was so good. Like I, I typically like so so there aren't a lot of movies like Wolf of Wall Street on my list, but I did make sure make a point to include that. That one's that one's really good. Just like from the uh, like. Uh, all the Scorsese tropes, and this is really where uh, DiCaprio. I feel like, for me, like he's always been a great actor, but uh, as far as like, I think he puts in one of the best physical performances in this film. Are you talking about the scene? The- no, where it's like, well, yeah, exactly. Where <laughs> the like the quaaludes, the quaaludes, like, and like I, I remember watching it, and I was just being like, this is the best physical comedy acting job I've seen since Chaplin. That movie was legit funny. He and no, there were so yeah. many hilarious things where it's just like, where it's just like he he like where Jonah Hill like eats the guy's goldfish just like out of spite, or um. And also, since we were just like you know flexing our our woke feminist cred earlier, um, I'll I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take a moment. Right I'll take a moment to be a pig. Uh, you get to see Margot Robbie naked, and oh my god, I think she's. I mean, I, you know, I'm glad she's still Harley Quinn. She can handle unpopular. A, she can handle a I good think she's beer. Real pretty. And uh, uh, yeah, no, and she's no, not bad uh, to look at. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, 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 also unpopular opinion. I'm so glad she's Harley Quinn. She has. A, yeah. She was, she was probably one of the, she was, she's probably, a good Harley Quinn. You know, she has like a really high, like IQ. Like she, oh, she's she, super smart. Yeah. Yeah. God. I think she, no, I think I she didn't, I didn't like that portrayal of Harley Quinn. I don't know if it was her. Fault, if, it was the script's okay, fault. All right. I'll give it to I, you. That movie's I, terrible, but that so uh, the director's cuts only slightly better and it's still really bad, which is, I think how you may have to look at all the DC movies that came out in this decade. Mine is oh. Joker. Joker's solid, but Wonder you know, Wonder Batman versus Superman, good. justice league, um, Fucking garbage. whatever the movie was with Harley Quinn, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, one of the worst there movies are of the decade. Aspects, yeah, of all of those movies that I really, really like mm-hmm. enough to where I can rewatch aspects of those movies. Like especially, they're great background movies because I don't need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of aspects of those movies that I really like, but they were just assembled to a shit stack. Like I love Ben Affleck as Batman. That's yep. something we got. I think he has yep. been our best Bruce I, Wayne and Bat. Uh, like, no. like Christian Bale. No, Christian Bale was the best Bruce Wayne. I think. No, I, I think Michael see Keaton's opposite. The best I think I like Michael Keaton Batman. No, Michael Keaton's the best Batman. Might be the second best Bruce Wayne. I think Christian Bale is the is the best Bruce Wayne because they're two different characters. But still, are. I I think we got one of the best Bruce Kevin Wayne's Conroy, Henry Cavill yeah. as Superman. Fucking amazing. No, he kills that it dude. Every time. Is Superman. With the like, Tudors, okay, going back to like a show he was on, like a kind of a, a semi shitty show he was on called The Tudors. Tudors, was the that part. wasn't was, a shitty show. That was he a was good the show. Best, I said semi. Sh- I said yeah. semi shitty. Uh, he was like the best part of the Tudors. Yeah, like his character arc in the Tudors is the best part of that show. Where you're like, oh, he's a womanizer. Okay, now he's serious. Now he's a serious family man who has really mm-hmm. bad PTSD. Um, like, no, he's oh, a great like Mad actor. Men? You're an actor. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of so great shows like of Mad the Man. past decade, I love yeah, Mad Men. Not like Mad Men. Mad Men. Which, by the way, we we. We pretty much almost exclusively talked about movies this time. I would be down if you guys would have me back to just do a, a TV retrospect. Yeah, yeah, we might have to do that because uh, I want to run through a couple just yeah. real quick. Yeah, you've not given any of your list. Here no, I, I, I've I've gone through and like like noted a couple things. A lot of you guys said the same things what I had, but I wanted to make sure. Um, so, but as far as TV shows, 
I know you started off mentioning like some of the big series and stuff. Game of Thrones, we saw the rise and yeah. fall of Game of Thrones. Yes. Game of Thrones was a great show, but it gets an asterisk. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, it exactly. really, it, no, it really does. Um, because like those detective. guys, no, those guys yeah. did not deliver. They, they, no, they didn't, they didn't deliver is. because they, they said, I think they said, uh, what was, what was the quote? Like season one was like the most expensive film school we've ever had. And knowing that in hindsight, I'm like, okay, there are really cool moments like in later seasons. And I really don't think the wheels fell off, fell off completely. Until, oh, they fell off completely. No, I don't think no. they fell off completely until the final season. Yeah. I know. Cause like in season seven, I was really enjoying it. I was just like, yeah, no, absolutely. Battle. Like, you know, like where Daenerys is like flying her dragon around. I don't care how far it is away from like it dragon. Looked great. It was shot. Great. I, Everyone but the director stepped up on that last season. But what what else you got yeah. here? Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out, we didn't talk about a lot of animated stuff, and I always like to throw one out there. Yeah, I got uh, You brought up shows. We've been talking about Netflix. Seismanos is fantastic. It is... Is that the one about the Mexican kids who, like, It's a Mexican karate? kung fu yes. grindhouse. I, I, I've only seen previews for it. It looks cool. It is fantastic, and it keeps giving. It, it goes on for, like, 8 to 12, I forget how many episodes, but... Danny Trejo is the main villain. You mentioned Machete earlier. Love Danny Trejo. He does a great job. There's like some voodoo mysticism and supernatural stuff. And every time you think you're like, okay, I got this show figured out, it throws something else at you. I'm going to watch this show. It is so good. You'll watch it in one sitting. Hmm. All right, challenge yourself. Space Monos. Binge Might shows are a thing that's come out this. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah binging is a thing as of the 2010s. It is a psychological yeah. issue, according to certain psychiatrists. Well, we, we, we brought it up earlier uh, when we were talking about the Marvel stuff. Uh, but, like, I mean, Daredevil was the reason I got a Netflix account. Like, you want to, you know, Martin Scorsese mm. can say what he want about the Marvel, you know, movies and stuff. But, like, his newest movie came out on Netflix, and I wouldn't have a Netflix account to watch it if it wasn't for the Marvel movies. I think Marvel, like, this is actually, you know, as, 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 as film-centric as this, as as this discussion's been, um, this is, we've actually, we're in a movie decline. Like, and I, I think, agree. I think uh-huh. the success of, of Long Which Marvel. Which I wasn't talking about shows on purpose, or I wasn't right, not we talking about shows on purpose. Yeah. yeah, we just didn't get to them. Uh, yeah. Long-form storytelling, and I've said this, I've reiterated this multiple times that when I've been on the show, is like, like, yeah, I wish I had more time with these characters if I'm talking mm-hmm. about a film. Mm-hmm. Because we've been spoiled, and I'll say it again, we've been spoiled on long-form storytelling vis-a-vis Netflix, oh, yeah. Hulu, all this other stuff. Because now it's just like, okay, you guys have 13 episodes with an option for two. You can wrap up your story arc because we're not really sure, or like we're all but assured you're going to get a second mm-hmm. season. So if you want to leave some cliffhangers and some plot threads, you can go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. That is a lot more cathartic as far as like getting to know characters and being into that than like say like like as good as once upon a time in hollywood was as much as i want to see the adventures of rick dalton and cliff we didn't get to know them co- like as well as i wanted yeah. to like i would i would i would actually love about like a behind, mm-hmm. like a making of bounty law netflix show yeah i th- i think like and like part of why i think like it, it would almost be worth doing a whole nother episode if you guys are down yeah. uh it on tv is because like my movie list, it's, you know, it's, it's, I, I came here, you told me to pick two, and I picked probably like 
30. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still like, I, there was a lot, like looking over all the movies that came out, there's a lot I'd missed. There's a lot I didn't see. My enthusiasm for movies have, has actually dropped in the past decade, mm. but my enthusiasm for TV has escalated. Oh, exactly. And it, that, all that can go back to, to uh, and it's probably before the decade started, but that goes back to like Lost and Heroes. Uh-huh. When those shows uh-huh. were out, that's what really got No, I like, 100% agree with you. I miss good heroes. And so uh, like, like so, Breaking Bad into this last decade? Yep, I, like that's, that's on my it, list. It's just, been, it's just been rolling, man. And that's one of the great things about this. Like we entered this decade and it uh, like, uh, what's uh, what's that uh, joke Ethan McFall likes to make? It's the golden age of television, but it's like the uh, stone age of personality. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, fuck you. I don't need to socialize. I, I yeah. like I'm watching TV. That's, you want to know my opinion? I'll, I'll just say this. This will be a spoiler, I guess. If we do the TV episode, I'll say it now. My favorite show of the whole decade, Fargo. Oh, Ooh, good pick. Nice. Yeah, really I completely pick. forgot Billy about that. Thornton is fucking terrifying. That first in that. season Each especially, season. but it stayed good. Yeah, it's Each so season's good. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, right. Chris oh, Rock yeah. apparently is in the next season. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. when's the new one? Delightful. That's awesome. Okay, I mean, spoiler four? if we are going to do the next episode, but spoiler for me, I think my favorite one, David Simon, you son of a bitch, you've done it again. It has to be the deuce. Just because mm-hmm. I'm in love with that time period, I love the material they got. And once you get past, you know, a few character foibles in like the first three episodes, it rolls. It rolls. It has a like it goes from beginning to end. It has a satisfying ending. And I mean, come on, James Franco, Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's got a mm-hmm. it's got a murderer's row of a cast, man. It's it's great. Well, if we're, if yet, we're going around doing uh, top TV shows, I'm gonna go back to the motherfucking boys. The because boys was great. Mm, the boys is the, the boys, boys is a cl- like up there, man. It's I, and they're rushing out as that good season. as good, we'll good early this year. Exactly good. as good an adaptation it, for that comic as there ever could have been. So good, the boys. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Watchmen's up there, but I know it's fairly recent. I'm trying to dig deep. Just something that was a couple yes. years back. I haven't finished it, but um, I really like Mr. Robot. No, too. I'll I'll throw out a bold one here. That's not some action or comic book or anything like that, but New Girl. New Girl. New I didn't Girl, New I Girl is a really good show, and in my opinion, it's pitched up. It's Zoe Deschanel, and it's pitched up as more of a female, like targeted female demographic okay. show. But it has some of the most well written male characters I've ever seen in a show. Okay, and it's not really a chick flick sort of show. It's uh, like I don't know. Each I don't know. You know what I'm talking about though. Like those shows. Typically, shows or like, movies that like kind of appeal. They to just the female cookie audience. cutter guys. Like, there's a hot guy. There's the guy next door that you know he's rough around the edges, but he's super sweet. You know, so on and so forth. And this show has some of the deepest male characters, like just with weird eccentricities. Like we've all got weird eccentricities, and it nails i mean it nails all the characters like they all are really good characters but that's why i like the show is i like the characters i don't even right right necessarily right. care what's happening in an episode i just like the characters i got, I got a weird pick uh well i, I want to go back because we didn't bring this up in, in movies one uh, honorable mention that i think needs to get addressed because it was a f- fucking great movie and then i haven't seen the sequel yet but i saw the spinoff movie all right i'm let you drop this, and then we're going to start closing around. And you're going to appreciate this. Lego Movie was wonderful. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Wonderful. absolutely. Yeah, Lego Movie is fucking great. Uh, and the Batman Lego Movie, I thought, yes. like, it's actually also yes. the, Lego the, Batman the best, was great. Uh, the uh, the second best Batman in a movie theater I have seen this year. Really? For first one, okay, because uh, 
I believe, uh, I believe Kevin, uh, animated Kevin Conroy Batman got a theatrical release for like two days. Kevin Conroy's the best Batman. Yeah. Fight me. Yeah. yeah. No, I won't. I won't fight you. That's, that's, oh, that's also, it. But also, yeah, Will Arnett's a great Batman. Also, Batman. Birdman yeah. was rad. That's yeah. That's, Birdman, that's was, Birdman was good. anyway. Okay, yeah. we got to stop. That's all stop. I gotta yeah, say. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. We can go on. We can go uh, on. But yeah, I want to talk about this beer real quick, oh, yeah, and then uh, we need to shut this bitch down. Um, situational ethics. But yeah, I can't remember which situational ethics we had on here before that we really liked. We have had one of them. I can't. But I, I can't was remember. It, this? it wasn't this one. But this is the situational ethics from Monday Night Brewing, the Mexican hot cocoa imperial stout. This is my pick for the night, which is yeah, why I say it's the last. It's very tasty. Actually, mm. Is there any more left? Can I get a yeah, little, there's there's a little is, bit? Yeah, there is a little bit left. If there's a little bit left after you get a little bit, let me get a I little bit. I just want a little more nip because this is It's spicy. It's cinnamony. It's 13.8%. It's cocoa-y. I did enjoy 13 it. 13%? 13.8. Ooh. Jeez. I sucked it down, but I did like it. Um <laughs> I didn't savor it like you're supposed to do with a, a fine, nice beer That's like so that. so good. That is, no, it's, uh, I love Mexican stouts. They are so I much sucked fun. it down, but I liked it. We got talking about fucking Wolf of Wall Street, and I just got excited. I mean, yeah, no, we could, uh, Margot would, Robbie's would absolutely... naked body. Mm, mm. It just made me suck down my beer. <sighs> All right, I'll, yeah, I'll, we just I'll need have a, a little more. Um, no, uh, it's good. It's super, I mean, it's a little it's, heavy. You, can, it, it you is get heavy. the cinnamon, it, it yeah. leaves a dry finish, too. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I, I feel like I do need to have a glass of water after I finish this, well, but it is it is nice and spicy on the tongue, too. I'm, it a, is. I'm, a, little, I'm a little drunk, so I'm going to make a, a weird off-the-beaten-path off the message. Uh, after this, I'm going over to Donnie's new mic over at uh, Yeah, shout-out to that. Um, it's, uh, the sign-ups were at 7.30. It's 7.55 now, so if I make it and I don't get the list, Donnie, I'm going to make you listen to this whole episode so at least you understand why. And I'm going <laughs> to sit there with you, and we're going to watch you listen to it. Uh, yeah. Something I wanted to ask uh, you I before. I, too, would like to be on the list, Donnie. <laughs> Something uh, I want to ask you, Ian. I want to see how it's going. No Facebook. We oh, both got yeah. rid of it. It's going super great on my sort end. Sort of a New Year's resolution. Yeah. I did have to reactivate it for a split second, but I didn't look at it. I didn't check any notifications because it turns out I still needed Messenger for a few things. Mm. So I, uh, but you can just deactivate Facebook and keep Messenger. I didn't. So initially, I was like, I'm done with it all, and I just wiped it all clean. And then I was like, a couple days later, I'm like, oh no, I needed some information. So I like react, re-downloaded it, reactivated it, got Messenger, logged into Messenger, and was mm. like, okay, now deactivate. Okay, and so. Yes, but overall, um, I'm learning to use Twitter. I like Twitter so yeah. far. I, I've always liked Instagram. Uh, Reddit's always my friend. And now my my private Discord. I've got a couple of Discords that I run, one for multiple, for most for yeah. gaming, uh, but one that's just kind of for shitting around. And it's, it's you know, it, all, this, all the things that I need Facebook for are fulfilled, except now yeah. I don't have to see, like, if I see like a political thing, it's on Twitter and it's like it's a it's a celebrity and they're making like, a, you know, a short little statement and I can deal with that. I, I just got over the whole self-importance everybody has. And I just. You yeah, know, that's what gets me. And I'm and unfortunately I'm, I'm friends with a uh, a good portion of people that are smaller town folk. Right. They're good people, but I don't need to read. 
about like your opinions on the blacks. Right. You know, like, uh, well, I, mean, like, I don't uh, need to. That's the problem with yeah. Facebook is it gave everyone this not just a platform, but like a huge platform. So everyone feels like they that their their opinion matters now. And it's like, yeah, you, like it doesn't. It doesn't. Mine yeah. doesn't. I'm not important. I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad you guys care, you know, but yeah, <laughs> but like, well, I, I feel the same way. And I'm here every week talking on this shit. And I still feel like, hey, I'm not important. Well, but hey. if someone wants to hear what you have to say, they have to go out uh, and find this and, and choose to click play. Whereas on Facebook, you're looking for something else, and all of a sudden you're like, now I'm seeing this person's opinion on why abortion is wrong, and I disagree with that. Now I'm yeah. angry. Now yeah, my day now is ruined this because this person is wrong about something, and like I have to make sure that they know that they're wrong. Yeah. And like they're not going to change their mind. Mm-mm. No one ever changes their... Like, I know people say, like, my fucking stuff is important. No, it's not. I'm sorry. I'm going on a way huge rant here. I was just going to say, like, yeah, like... No, I keep going. No, I'm just store this, this energy up in some I, canisters I, for your open mic. Before I left, I did. I did a Bilbo Baggins speech. I told everybody off. I was like, this is why I don't like you. And and <laughs> and one of the things I said was that it's like every single... And, the, and this may be controversy for your... It may get you some clicks. Uh <laughs> In my opinion, every single quote-unquote woke Facebook activist is a fake activist. Get out Mm. there and help somebody for real. You know people, right? You could walk down the street and find someone who needs help, and instead you're talking about bigger issues. And, like, honestly, you're not – that's not going to change anything. You're – good. Everyone knows you care about that thing. Good for you. No, Mm -hmm. no. Seriously, shut up. Go help someone next to you. Like, I don't, but I also deleted my Facebook, so I'm not posting my opinions anyway. So so it's like – that's why I fucking Irish goodbye. I'm an all-around piece of shit. <laughs> but like if you if you're pretending to be such a good person, just go be a good person. It's not That's that what hard. I say. Action <laughs> speaks louder than words. That's why I just Irish goodbye. I didn't give a a goodbye. I worked my way up and announced it through December, but that was for practical purposes so I could get phone numbers and whatnot. And uh yeah, I just I didn't even select time. I was just like, "All right, I think I can get off here now." All right, done. Right. And yep. yeah, it's it's been pretty great so far. Like not having to read other people's shit. It's just been, you know, maybe a weekish, but I've not missed it one bit. Meh. No, uh, the, literally the only time I think about it is when I'm at my computer working and I which most of the time I'm editing or something on there. I'm not that's not my main like internet browser device, but occasionally I have to open the internet on something and it'll be like Chrome will show you your top eight or whatever websites. Facebook will be there. I was like, oh, yeah, Facebook. And that's literally the only time I think about it. I don't miss it one bit. It's just a time Everyone killer. should fucking leave. It's a time I, yeah, waster, yeah. not a time killer. It's a time waster. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's going to be my, like, my, so my first step was to quit. I think my next step is going to be, like, a non-smoker. I'm going to obnoxiously tell people, like, you should really quit that. It's really bad yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue it is worse for you than smoking. Smoking I at least would. makes me happy when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does. I mean, because like real talk, real talk, I have Facebook. Like for real, ment- only- mental health issues and whatnot. No, like I, would- I really don't. I really don't like logging Facebook. Like when I do Facebook, it's more like, oh, cool. There's an event. I'm going to go. Who else is going? Neat. Awesome. Oh, hey, cool. I really yeah. like I really like that. Good for you. If it's still around. I, it's almost it's almost just kind of like, eh. If it's still around in 2030, I may come back and see what it's like. But right now, I don't. I don't care. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, it was like it was like I I was posting about how frustrated I was, not really thinking I was going to quit. And then you said that you that I inspired you to quit, and I was like, well, that's probably the push I need. And I took it, <laughs> and I'm so far I'm happy. 
Oh, man about town, Ian Sharp. That's right. But uh, but yeah, need to shut this thing down here. Um, yeah, you guys got anything you want to plug before I um, send us out here? I so I'm 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 sketch on the details right now, but uh, we, we've been told we're going to be doing another adventure fight at Conduga, and we have confirmed that there will be another one coming up at. We're going to do a, for, for the first time ever at Barley in April. Um, so that'll happen. It'll be, I think, I think it's the weekend after 420. I may be wrong about that, but I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll be able to talk about it sometime between now and then and get more specifics. But, um, so that's, that's kind of been my main, my main driving thing is that I'm working on is, is more, more and more and more and more and more adventure fight. I want, I want to do like it, I, like we normally do two a year and I'd like to up that to like about six. Hmm. Yeah. I like uh, nothing, I like uh, nothing really to plug as of right now. 2020, I'm just trying to go out, do, uh, do comedy more. Uh, maybe my dear friend Ian Sharp will, uh, will let me get on one of those adventure fights one of these days. You're on the next one I book. I've told you that before. I was drunk. <laughs> he tells you that uh, every time. <laughs> yeah, I was drunk. So cool. Uh, okay, so next adventure fight, uh, we're doing that. That'll uh, be the April one. The, the April one, sweet, awesome. Wow, uh, it's going to be a magical evening. Magical evening. Uh, go see that. Also, uh, come see us out at comedy. We're both very funny. Well, Ian, right Ian's now. very funny. I, I'm I'm tolerable. <laughs> if you listen to this right now, go to PAX right now. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be yeah. there. We might not be on the show because Donnie Donnie's going to lay down the law. But you know, well, don't go to PAX right now. This will come out after the fact. I, but know, I know. Speaking of Con Nuga. Get on down there, and uh, if you're a homebrewer, sign up for their homebrew competition, which is going to be on Saturday the 22nd from mm -hmm. 7 to 9 p.m. It's in one of the conference rooms at the Chattanooga. Should be a great time. We're going to be down there doing some judging type whatnot and some hosting stuff, recording a podcast, all that. May get you guys involved in some capacity, or at least you, Ian, since you're down there I'll be doing there. an adventure fight. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits. Every Thursday through Friday or any other day of the week, whenever you need booze, they've got what you need. They've got mixers. They've got cheeses. Like if you're putting together a little quick, you know, you need to run out and you're like, oh, I need to, I got a date coming over. You could put your shit together that you need for a date real fucking quick right there. Uh, and then I'm doing a photo showcase. It's the first time I've done this. So January 25th at 7 p.m. at Barley right there on MLK. I'm going to have some of my work down there. You can buy it. You can just come look at it. You can come talk to me, have a beer, whatever you want to do. But come check it out. Make me feel validated. Come check it out. And then Bruce Guys is going to have their tickets go on sale soon. I've got some people from them coming down here uh, to record in the next couple of weeks. So that should answer all your questions. If you've got any questions, shoot them to me because I understand some things are getting changed up this year. So let's figure what's what. And shoot me some questions. That's uh, and you can do that actually. Since I just got off Facebook, there's a brew chat Discord now, so you can shoot me said questions across that, or email them, or what have you. Shoot them across Instagram, what whatever you want to do. And then Chattabruga is coming up. Use coupon code BrewChat. You get a little discount or whatever. I'm not sure what they've got actually worked out. I'm still working out those details, but use BrewChat when you buy your tickets. It'll at least help us out, and we're always grateful for that. And then. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, other than just finding us on the Hopped Up Network and then at brewchat.com. Yeah, I think that's it. We got a recurring live show coming up. We do. I don't want to speak too much about it. We're still working out details. But, yeah, we, we've got a reoccurring live show that we're working on. Just a so tease. Here tease. locally, you'll be able to come out, you know, every once in a while, see us record one of these live. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. 
Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Scott. Thanks Thank you, Jared. Me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna send us on out here. Yeah.